You are welcome to the Niger Filmmaker, a podcast about Nigerian filmmakers, their films, and how we can build a diverse and functional industry. I'm your host, Sele Gott. On this episode, my guest is Martini Akande, the film editor and producer. He has edited a number of films which include Brotherhood, Gangs of Lagos, Road to Blue, and Glamour Girls. He also works as a post-production supervisor and consultant. We talk about his career from his acting days, the anatomy of a good edit, and the story behind his unique name. If you're a new listener, you're welcome and I hope you enjoy. Hi Martini, you're welcome to the Niger Filmmaker. Hi Sela, it's nice to be here. Yeah, nice to have you on the podcast. Can you introduce yourself? Okay, um, my name is Martini, <laughs> Martini Akode. Uh, Martini is my real name, it's not my nickname. Okay. Um, I'm a filmmaker specialized in um, film editing and um, um, film post production generally. Um, I've been, been at this for for a very short time, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I've only been doing this for like eight years professionally. Okay. So, um, I mean, worked on a couple of um, um, films here and there. Um, um, what else? I'm not sure what else should be in my intro. <laughs> no, that, that's fine. We'll explore that's other fine. things. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. I guess as we get into the, the thing, we will, you will hear more. Yeah. So, um, can you tell us your first encounter with the world of filmmaking? Okay, first encounter with filmmaking. Uh, I'm th- that will be from secondary school when I I was like uh, an actor plus a stand-up comedian. Yeah, <laughs> and um, uh, so. I, I I thought I was going to be an actor. I I still think so. Okay. <laughs> you know, I thought I was going to be an actor. I attended auditions here and there when I was in university. Um, in fact, in school, I wasn't even really um, um, I wasn't particularly focused on my primary course of study, which was um, statistics at the yeah. time. Um, I was more, I was more focused on filmmaking um, related stuff. So acting, you know, so I found this um, in my school then we had, we have this fellowship. So in that fellowship, I joined the, the, the drama team, yeah. you know, here and there. I made friends with a lot of um, theater art students. So at, at a point, some people thought I was a theater art student. So I, 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 you know, I started, you know, um, um, in their, in their, um, in their stage plays and all that. I did a couple of stage plays. So, um, so for a long time, I wanted to be an actor, but, um, over time, I, I mean, after attending auditions for, <laughs> and after a lot of you we'll get back to you, we'll get back to you. Yeah. I just. I mean, so I, I had this other friend. So I had this friend that I met um, then in school who was uh, a director. Who, I mean, he's still a director. Or, I don't know. <laughs> Richard, uh, so he was director then and he was trying to 
to make films. And he saw me then, I was like, this guy, you should be in my film, or come and act in my short film. So I worked with him then, but that was my first time seeing how stuff actually happens behind the scene. That's when I, you know, finally understood how, um, you know, they set up camera. Okay, so the actor has to talk like 10 times. He has yeah. to do like 40 takes <laughs> and all that. You know, that was like my first time. You know, what year was that? that. Um, this was um, this was like 2013. Yeah, 2013 or 14, if I'm, if I'm correct. So we um, we shot this film and that was like my you know my first experience into um what happens behind um behind the scenes so i mean you asked me about my first encounter so yeah. maybe later i will tell you how i now went into editing right or should yeah. i go on no we'll get there all right great, great okay so um this particular film that you acted in um did it get released oh, oh wow you want to expose me <laughs> <laughs> well anybody listening to this should go and look for a short film titled Kalika. It's on YouTube. It, it, hopefully, you find it on YouTube. That's the. It's a short film. Yeah, it was released. The title is Kalika. I played the role of a uh, of this guy who had like a bipolar issue. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how how did you feel? You know, kind of watching yourself on the big screen. Uh well, it wasn't big screen. It was a short film actually. Oh. So. It wasn't big. I mean, but on screen, Probably on big, myself, big I, screen. Yeah, I, I still, I still hate watching myself <laughs> as an actor. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I, I mean, I still cringe every time I see it now. I mean, I've gone on to do some other acting gigs after that. You oh. know, I've acted in a couple of um, 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 African magic um, films. You know, here and there, just short, short cameos. You know. So, yeah, seeing myself on screen just meant, okay, yeah, I think I'm finally um, um, doing something because all the time I was in school, like I said, I wasn't really focused on my, the course I was, you know, admitted for. Yeah. I, I knew right from time that this, I wasn't, I wasn't going to be um, caught for that kind of life. I was always going to be a creative. So, you know, from being a DJ to be an actor to, you know, I've always known this was my path. So, Finally seeing myself on screen kind of gave me some kind of fulfillment. Okay, I can, I mean, I think I'm, I'm uh, I, I think there's a, there's a pathway now. Yeah. Okay. So let's fast forward to, you know, you, um, you know, starting. So was it a straight path from like, you know, acting to editing or you kind of dabbled in other production yeah. roles? So when i i mean this is the story of a lot of actors that's why when i see actors these days i have a lot of admiration for them mm. especially those that are just um just as i just let me let me use the word blowing up so for me after a lot of um we get back to you from auditions and stuff i i mean you need to start making money you know you are you are, i mean you are, you are leaving school you know you cannot depend on your parents again so naturally i just gravitated towards um um covering events yeah. you know um shooting weddings and um editing um wedding trailers you know covering events and because that was like the easiest thing to do you can just have a camera and you know go and you know cover an event so 
from there, I, I loved, you know, um, working on trailers, you know, editing short, short um, um, teasers for these events. And um, then, but I mean, this was just for events. It was basically, you know, just video editing, nothing like film as at this time. Mm. So um, then this, my friend, this same friend who's, um, whose film I acted in back in school, you know, he, he, the time came again that, I mean, he's the one where, even up to now, is my, uh, is the one I've collaborated with the most. Yeah. So um, then he, want, he wanted to make films. You know, we, we decided to like um, become a collective. So it was me, um, this, my the, my friend was, was director, I was producer, and we had this other friend who was the writer. So, so we started making films, but we now realized that, okay, we'll just make these films and we'll give it to, you know, somebody to edit and they're going to ruin it or they will not give us in time. We'll be begging the guy. Editors are very wicked. <laughs> so we were begging the guy, you know, and at, at the point, we just realized this, I, I was, I, I just, you know what, instead of us waiting for these people all the time to edit our films, I Sabi use uh, Premiere Pro now, you know, we use, um, I use this for events. Let me start editing these our films, our short films my, mm. myself, you know. So from there, I started editing these short films myself. You know, somebody will see it and say, oh, you edited this. Oh, I have this, you know, short film that I did. Come on, me to edit it. I have this thing, I have this thing, you know. Um, for, I mean, this time I was still doing it free, you know, just working with anybody that I can, you know, uh, anybody who, who was interested, who had something, you know, but much later, then I started charging for, for it. And yeah. yeah, that's, 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 the, that's, that's how, you, you know, that's the pathway. Okay. So, you know, in your introduction, you mentioned that, you know, you have become a, would I say, big name editor in a short period of time. So um, what, what do you think um, you did? you did like differently that kind of just um, worked out for you, you know, kind of getting to this level that you're working on, um, you know, some of the biggest projects in Hollywood. Okay. Um, well, I'm not sure I said I'm a big editor. But... Well, aren't you? <laughs> well, I said I've been doing this professionally for eight years, yeah. which I don't think is a long time. Oh. I mean, it's not like I like it's not like it's a, it's a software Olympics, but yeah. I mean, when when I see, um, I know people who have been editing for twenty years. Like, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a career you do for for like the rest of your life. So there's really no retirement from editing like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I said eight years. I mean, compared to how far you know one is still going. Mm. Um, but I mean to. To answer your question about outcome, um, what I think worked for me to get here to, you know, working on um, some of the biggest projects from uh, Nollywood. Um, to be, to, to be, someone asked me this recently, and I, I, I wasn't sure what my answer was. <laughs> Maybe I should just <laughs> look for what I told him. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like it's a it's a it's a it's a um, it's a mix of things, right? Of course, there's the skill, you mm. know, part. You know, I tried to like develop myself. You know, I I made sure I wasn't just because what what a lot of um, um, a lot of um, producers and directors look for 
is somebody who will not just um, cut and join their films. They, mm. you know, I, I always say there's a difference between a video editor and a film editor. You know, uh, a film editor can start from video editing, which is where a lot of us started from, and then, you know, um, uh, master the art of storytelling and, you know, become a proper film editor. But it's possible to be a video editor and not know how to, like, edit a film, you know. So I I, I feel like I, I was able to, like, you know, leverage on the resources available to me, YouTube, you know, um, um, e-books, physical books here yeah. and there, you know, to, like, um, have a deeper understanding, you know, of what this uh, of what this whole thing is all about. You know, uh, so that's on the skill part, but I feel like it is just a tiny part of everything. Yeah. For me, I feel like yeah, I feel like the what 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 played the most important role for me would be um, let me say the relationships that I made. Yeah. And uh, maybe let me say the 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 way. I don't want to call it uh, because this in this business is a is a referral business. You yeah. know, it's uh, it's um, it's the way you you work with the clients, and depending on the way you made that client feel, that's what we make them like recommend you for, you know, for to another person or for 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 another job. So, for me, it's a mix of it's a mix of uh, a lot of things. Skill being there. You know the relationships I I I I was able to um, to make on my way. The relationships I was able to form, you know, on my way. So um, yeah, I just I I mean, it's, it's really hard to attribute it to one thing. Basically, if, if I remember something else during the course of this um, um, conversation, I will I'll I'll come I will let you know. Okay. Um. Okay. So yeah, what's your process once you know you get. Um, the rushes from a film. Like, what's the first thing you do? Well, so if I mean, if it's uh, if I'm the one like um, if I'm the one starting the film from scratch, um, it's different from when maybe they have done like uh, a rough cut, yeah. and they now want me to take over as like a senior um, editor. Yeah. So I mean, but let's talk about the most general, which is like I'm starting from scratch. So if depending on it also depends on when they bring me in. Some bring you in during pre-production, which is oh. big, right? Some we bring you in after they have shot the film. So depending on where they brought with, you know. So let's say they I got called after the film had been shot, which is what happens in most cases in Hollywood. Um, you, my, my first process is to like find out what you know what their timeline is. How long do I have? You know, um, what is the what is the genre? Um, what is the uh, I, I'll ask all the preliminary questions, but then let's let's say I eventually take the project. You know, I want to like I almost likely want to hire a an assistant editor who is going to like sort through the footage. You know, do the old sorting and syncing. Um, turn, I mean, like just like uh, on trial the organization basically. You know, if if I'm very busy, I will. I am an editor, an offline editor, to do a rough cut. If I'm very busy, if I'm not very busy, I will start from the scratch myself. You know, so uh, basically, if I if I'm if I'm if I'm if I'm starting from scratch, I want to like, you know, I like to like I, I like to I like to take the story from the first um, from the first scene, 
you know, to the to the last one, you know, yeah. um, the chronological order. Um, come up with the first court, try to get it as close as possible to the direction director's vision. Then, you know, send them send them the first draft. You know, have them um, look at it. You know, send me back what their feedback is. So on on every it's and it's also different for for you know every project for documentary the the preparation stage is different. Yeah. You know. Is different for 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 a narrative um, um, feature film, so the process is really um, really different. It's just uh, dependent on what what I'm handling at that time. Okay, so let's say you're brought in at the pre-production stage. What are the kind of conversations you're having with the director at the pre-production stage? Well, yeah. I want to read the script, and probably you know um, if I'm allowed, you know the director gives me the the idea that I am allowed to suggest, you know, I, I want if I if I notice it, um, because for me as an editor, I'm reading the script and I'm playing out the film in my head. So in a way, I'm already getting the sen a sense of what the pacing of the film is. You know, yeah. let's say it's an let's say it's an hundred page script and it's a drama. Let's say by by page thirty, you know nothing is happening in the film, in the script. Yeah. You know, in my head, that page 30 is like, maybe like um, 30 minutes or 25 minutes into the film and nothing is happening. So I'm already like, you know, trying to let the director know that, okay, I, I, I think, you know, maybe when we are shooting, just in case you cannot rewrite again, when, when shooting starts, you want to make sure, you know, um, the audience is not just sitting here for 25 minutes. You know, we, we want to like start cutting down from script level because the problem with cutting down in post-production is that you you now lose some details. Yeah. You know, if you have corrected things in the writing, you will have compensated for them. You know, so you have to, let's say you if you remove something from page um, page twenty on the script, you know that you are supposed to um, like. Um, balance that change maybe somewhere in page 70 maybe something's not supposed to happen again you know it like is a is a ripple effect you don't just take something out and not compensate for it in the script but if you are doing that in post-production you've already shot it so it is quite harder to compensate for those things in post-production so i feel like the best place to still cut down is at script level of course you most likely to still still cut down you know um when the film is out but at that point, you don't want to be removing scenes, you know. Yeah. It happens, but you don't want to, you don't want to be removing scenes. You want to be maybe adjusting for pacing, you know. That's what you want to be adjusting for. You are trying to adjust for speed and you know and, and all that. So, yeah. So that just that's one of the things I you know I try to do if um, if I, I get brought on at um, at the pre-production stage. Okay, and how how different is that from you know working on documentaries? Mm. Documentaries, I, I, I mean, documentaries for me. I, I feel like if you don't bring in your editor at, at the at the pre-production for documentary, you are probably, you know, I mean, it happens that you bring people on after, but I feel like the best way for documentaries is to bring your editor in, you know, during pre-production. Because, for instance, documentaries for, for let me just go for the generic, you know, documentaries. Most documentaries consist of the A-roll and the B-roll. 
So if you shoot all your arrows, which are mostly your most times your interviews, and yeah, at the same time you want to get some B rolls, but if you go and shoot your B rolls without having a sense of what you have in your A roll, like if you don't string all your A rolls together yeah. first and develop like a storyline from, especially if you are not using narration, develop like a storyline from what the interview, the people you interviewed, what they are saying. Because I feel like it's stringing those things together that gives you a sense of what to go and shoot for the mm. B-roll. So, in a way, I think, I mean, it's, it, the decision is better that we where your editor already knows, okay, by, um, by, by, by the time they are done with the interviews, I want to put everything together just so that we go and shoot, you know, the, the appropriate um, um, B-rolls for, you know, for these things. So, that's... That's that's my experience working on on uh, on documentaries, you know, coming in pre-production. Okay, all right. So um, at this point, can you mention three random facts about yourself that not many people know? Uh okay. Uh the I mean the one that easily comes to mind is my is my name, which I still meet people who have known me for like fifteen years, and they're surprised that Martin is my real name. Yeah. <laughs> It is my real name. I, so I what's the story the behind the name? Is that the story? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, I've never said this out on any platform before. So, I mean, um, Nigerian filmmaker will have to pay me after saying, <laughs> after saying this out. Well, um, it, it, it was Abdul Martin. That's the like the Yoruba, I say Yoruba, like the Muslim name. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the nine names of um, Allah. So it was Abdul Mateen. Yeah. But then um, my my parents got um, converted to Christianity and they just removed the Abdul, basically. Okay. So uh, I grew up to know that my name is Martini. It was after a long time. <laughs> they actually even told me what what it used to be. So yeah. I think when it was Abdul Martin, they used to call it Abdul Martini, you know, Yoruba people. Mm. So like so that's 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 it. It's not it's not really deep at all. Okay. <laughs> I was when I want to like um play with people, I tell them I was born in Italy. No, I wasn't born in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> uh second random fact about myself. Uh uh will be that I started as an as an actor and I still want to act. <laughs> <laughs> sometime in future so what is it about acting yeah. that you feel you still mm-hmm. kind of have a knack for well uh i i mean naturally apart from the fact that i get it a lot naturally i think i'm a performer mm-hmm. you know I, I i i i really do think so uh that i'm i'm more of a i'm a performer as much as i love editing yeah i also love yeah yeah performance like i said i used to be a stand-up comedian at a point in my life so <laughs> yeah for you what what makes a good editor because um one one aspect of it is you know just cutting looking at the script and cutting based on that and maybe sometimes intuition and all that but what informs that intuition mm. okay um for me i i always felt and you know any anyone who i have you know tried to who have tried to teach editing that 
editing is like the is the hardest thing to teach and i think it's also the simplest thing depending on who who the receiver is mm. you know so you said what what informs that intuition for me i think is um is having um was it um I'm, I'm trying to remember who said it maybe Riley scott or no david fincher yeah. he said something about having a bullshit um detector an internal bullshit detector yeah. so i think is the ability to to be able to like um you can't it's, it's something i don't think you can teach it so it's just the ability to be able to like say okay this this works and this doesn't work as much as that is subjective um it's still uh it's still valid in the sense that if you give 10 editors the same footage 10 very good editors yeah. the same footage they are going to give you 10 different films and it doesn't mean that one film is better than the other it just means they have interpreted it differently you know so i feel like this ability to make the right decision you know comes from for me, I think it comes from consuming a lot of good content, yeah. you know, watching it, which watching a lot of good films, because I mean, I don't think there's there's really no magic to it, like that. Nobody, you know, comes with this thing that things naturally from heaven, you know. For me, for me, for instance, I I have on my my library, I have every film that has won best editing from around 1960 to up to um, the last one, that's Dune. Or which one won best editing? Okay, that's everything everywhere all at once. Okay, yeah. I, I do. I, I am beefing that one, Sha, for winning uh, best editing. I wanted it to be Top Gun, but that's fine. So, I, I, you know, I have, I have this library, and I watch all these films all the time. Um, the English Patient, for instance, you know, I feel one of, that's one of the finest editing I've ever seen in my life. I've seen that film at least like twelve times, just trying to like see what you know how why is this editing good why you know why is it good um why, why is this what is called good editing yeah. and for me i realized that 70 percent or let me say 60 percent of that is emotion is how the editor you know makes the audience feel with the selection of shots so i feel like a bigger um a bigger burden for the editor is a selection more than knowing how to use the software you know you might not even know how to use um, Premiere Pro, DaVinci Resolve, Avid, or any of these softwares, but you might have a good eye and a good uh, and a good eye for for what is good for storytelling. You know, you you know when to cut and when not to cut. You know, you know when something is feeling too too long or too short. And what like I said, what informs this is having. Um, an internal bullshit detector built from watching a lot of good stuff. You, you just naturally find yourself making, you know, certain decisions that, okay, you, that, that have been studying your subconscious, you know, by consuming, you know, quality content, by um, reading articles, you know, watching a lot of, um, of video essays on editing, you know, because you like, like someone asked me earlier today on Twitter, what are the do's and don'ts of editing? I said, I don't think there are no do's and don'ts. They're just principles, yeah. you know, of what works. Like, this is why this works, you know. So you, you want to consume a lot of um, um, video essays, a lot of content. Uh, it, there's a book that worked for me. Um, the title is um, In the Blink of an Eye. 
um, written by Walter Much. Walter Much mm -hmm. edited The English Patient. That's the film I said I've seen like 11 times. Yeah. So, you know, so that's, um, so this, this uh, you know, this vast library of uh, videos, films, books are the things for me that I feel um, informs your intuition. Yeah. Okay. And you say you, you watch like video essays and, you know, you read books. What was yeah. the last fun kind of, would I say, um, not fun fact, but kind of a, a um, fun, would I say, trick that you learned from these video essays? Can you remember any? Something helpful well, for editors. Okay. Well, uh, like I said, from... Uh, from from the book um, in the blink of in the, in, in the blink of an eye by Walter Mott. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was that's, I was able to like understand you know the 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 emotional side of editing. Like I said, it is like the it's like sixty percent of what we do oh. in editing is is emotional. You know, this is where he said you know he said he um, said he tried to explain that is when uh, when the actor blinks, <laughs> like that's like the right place to cut. Yeah, you know because it feels like the actor is trying to like make it, you know, a, make a decision. You know that's one interesting thing that even I am still, you know, uh, I'm still, um, I'm still playing with. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm still trying to see what, you know, I'm still trying to unravel what that nice. whole concept is. Yeah, you know, but for me. What I mean, apart from what the title is trying to say, I, what other things I got in the film was that emotion, you know, um, a sense of reading, you know, all these things come before continuity. It lists like six things, and continuity is like number five, yeah. <laughs> you know, on the hierarchy. So like emotion, um, reading, you know, this these things, uh, these things play like a more important role in, you know, on how the audience perceives. Um, um, a story, a film, you know, than uh, a lot of other things like that we like to pay um, um, attention to. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's that's the that's the that's that's the thing that has stayed with me from you know from one of the materials I've consumed. Okay, so um, let's say you're editing a film and the production spent like let's say 10% of the budget on a particular sequence but it's not quite working out for the film how how do you navigate that conversation with the producer and director well it depends on the producer and the director and the power that you know if it's the same person or if the producer and director are the same people that's fine or let me say it depends on who who makes the final call? Oh. Like who who owns the who is the boss? You know, sometimes it's the director, the producers. You know, let the director said let the director do all the final decisions. Sometimes it's the producer, sometimes it's the executive producer. Yeah. You know, so it depends on who is calling the final shot. But um, for me, I really that's why a lot of times I I don't really go to sex so that I would not be um, sentimental. Yeah. Except maybe they are shooting a very high um, action sequence or a very huge sequence with multiple characters and stuff. So that so I just sometimes visit and see, okay, see how it is going on. So that 
I can make sure they give me certain things that I will need in, you know, in post so that um, we will not get to post and I will be like, oh, I need this shot, I need that shot, so especially for um, big sequences. In Brotherhood, for instance, you know, uh, Jaddy told me about a, a scene that he shot at Obali and they, they spent four hours on it. They went to go and rent a crane for 400k per day. Yeah. Um, the crew was there for half of the day. And it was just a shot, you know, a very beautiful shot that the director was trying to do. And when it got to me, I, I only used three seconds of the shot. In fact, maybe 2.5 seconds. Yeah. Because that's that's all I need. If it stays longer than that, it is messing up with my with my pace. Yeah. You know, my boss, Jaddy, tried to like, um, you know, try to make it a little bit longer. Are you sure we cannot extend it more? I extended it and I showed her and she saw that, okay, yeah, it's dragging. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> reduce it. So for, you know, so, I mean, and that's kudos to her. She's quite flexible and she, you know, she really trusts um, the creative um, prowess of, of our editor. So for some people, I've dealt with people who will say, no, we spent on this thing, blah, blah, blah. I want to see my face in this. I want to see that one. I want to see this one, you know. So last, at the end of the day, you are, you know, you 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 are the editor as much as you have your own creative um 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 ideas and all that the 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 director and the producer you know still have um the final say in uh, in this thing so for me i i'm not sentimental about anything if it's not working for me if you spend a million dollars i will throw it away yeah okay so um you know most times editors are stuck in dark rooms, you know, working on stuff and it can be it can be emotionally draining and yeah. you know, how 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 do you handle yours? How do you kind of plan your day that you know you're you're basically in the right state of mind all day and you're not, you know, stretching over stretching yourself? Oh well, um uh how do i put it so some someone someone told me a story two years ago and said um he he has a friend who spent most of his life editing and then in his 40s he just like he stood up from his table one day and realized he hasn't really actually done much with yeah. his life all he has done was just edit 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 you know always uh editing and editing but for me I'm I'm quite the extrovert. I'm not uh, I'm not uh, I'm not great at actually sitting in one place for a very long time. Yeah. So for me, I feel and I, I mean I I try to have other things going on for me apart from um, you know editing films. Even if it is what I use like seventy percent of my dish, you know, to do. For instance, I've been in my office now since uh, since as early as nine a.m. this morning. But at intervals, I step out. You know to uh, to to engage in you know actual life things so i mean i have um, i have church going on for me i have um family you know i have friends you know where i can visit yeah. you know i you know i like to do you know if a whole lot of other things i have football on mondays <laughs> so I, I try to engage myself in order to, because if you are not careful, you will just be stuck. Because to be very honest, there's really, you have to like force yourself 
you know, to, to have hobbies and to take time away from editing, you know. So for me, I tried to, it's hard, but I try to, you know, to create um, um, a, a, a balance, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I saw a picture of you and it's, it seems you're quite tall. How tall are you? Uh, I am 6'5". <laughs> okay. And when you go to play your football, what position do you play? Uh, I, 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 let me give you just one guess. You can guess. It's just, just guess. You, you can never go wrong with the guess. Defender. Oh, oh wow! You missed. Okay, I'm always the keeper. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So, um, can you mention? So, let's say you are stuck on an island and um, you are stuck with this one film that you know you have to. You you have to you know watch over and over again. Which film would you select mm. to you know rewatch over and over again? Ah, that's hard. Can I mention five? <laughs> or it has to be one. Maybe I'll allow you to mention one movie and one series. Um, one movie and one series. Chai, that's a that's a tough one, but. Hmm. As a top one. So this film is not my favorite film, but yeah. it's just a film I enjoy watching. Um, I, I think it's I think it will be The English Patient by uh, Anthony Minghella, yeah. edited by Watermark. Yeah, it will be that one. I, I wish you allowed me to pick more than one, but that's mm-hmm. uh, apart apart from the editing, what do you enjoy enjoy about like The English Patient? Well. Um, it's, I mean, it's the story of, um, it's basically a World War, yeah, a World War II story, you know, of this, um, should I call him a pilot, you know, who got, um, shot down and we, we get to realize this, you know, we started with him when he was shot down from the, from his um, little jet. And from there we get to like, um, the story was kind of told in reverse, you know, we get to like see. Uh, his life, you know, just before he was, you know, he was, he was, um, he was um, brought down, yeah. you know. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, uh, how do I put it? It's just, uh, I mean, it's just, uh, I, it's, it's just a drama, you know, but I just enjoy, it's a slow burn, mm. actually, but I just, just it's just a film I, um, I, I really um, um, enjoy I enjoy watching. I think it won like seven Oscars or so. So, yeah, it's just, it looks like a film. Yeah, I think the thing for me, it looks like a film I want to make. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, what's one common but yet avoidable, you know, mistake that, you know, would I say production teams make that you always kind of have to deal with? So um, mm-hmm. common but, you know, avoidable. Come on, come on, but avoidable. Uh, well, is a 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 bunch of uh, is a bunch of mistakes. But I always cut Nollywood some slack because, to be honest, it's a very young industry, yeah, and um, a very underfunded industry also. So, in a way, it has now become <laughs> instead of calling it a mistake, it has now become like a norm, you know. With um with Nollywood, but yeah, it's just the 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 the, the usual you know um um continuity errors uh, you know 
sometimes um, slating slating errors here and there. Um, sometimes it's and when you find out a lot of these things due to the fact that you know um, that there, there is not they don't have enough money or or time. Yeah. I mean, time and money are basically the same thing. So you know, um, maybe uh, you don't have enough coverage. Yeah. You know, for for a team, you know, you you don't have enough, you know, you don't have enough material in the footage to help the story they are trying to tell. You know, um, I, I mean, another avoidable one is spending a very short time. This one I will not call it a budget issue. You know, I'll I'll just call it a maybe just a a, a general maybe. Maybe a general thing with um, with with us as Nigerians, you know, not spending enough time on the scripts. Yeah, I know script development is is money too. Is you know, research is expensive too. Yeah. But I mean, I've seen a lot of other. I've seen I've seen I mean I've seen films with very you know very decent Nigerian budget, you know, do very terrible, come up with very terrible. Um, um, I, I'm using the word terrible carefully, <laughs> you know, um, 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 script. So I feel like not spending enough time on the script and then you get to post-production, you do a first cut and, and everybody realizes that, okay, but are we done? Because <laughs> the idea is always interesting in everybody's head until it comes out. Yeah. So, yeah, those are the, I mean, those are the, um, the usual issues for, for me. For me. Okay. All right. So, so far in your career, you know, you've worked on, worked on Fault Lines, you've worked on Nika the Pretty Serpents, Glamour Girls, Brotherhood, Gangs of Lagos, Roots Blue. Um, which has been the most, would I say, intricate or challenging scene that you've caught in your career so far? Uh, intricate and challenging film. So basically, it took a lot of effort from you, you know. Yeah, I, I think, I think it would be Brotherhood. Okay. I think it's Brotherhood because. Which scene is that? Oh, you said the scene. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's the all of Brotherhood, but of course, have you, if you've seen Brother, have you seen Brotherhood? Yeah. Oh, okay. It is the bridge. That bridge sequence. <laughs> The, the final sequence on the bridge, you know, the, the shootout on the bridge, it was, that's like, that's the, that's the biggest action sequence Nollywood has ever, you know, done. So it, it was, it was, it was, it was demanding. I, I think I edited, it, it's 13 minutes. I'm, I, I can never forget. It's 13 minutes on screen. And I spent about 11 days editing that sequence, you know, and what what did you spend most of the time doing? Well, um, it was a lot of speed ramping, trying to uh, you know action and reaction, you know, uh, trying to make believe. To be honest, because I mean, in editing is where you um, make the actors look really good. You know, they somebody is trying to you know climb something. You make it look like you actually you know they are human beings. They are not. Um, <laughs> On their normal day, they are not um, they are not stuntmen. They are proper, you know. They are actors, you know. Yeah. They are just regular people like like us. So you want to make them look good, you know. 
So if somebody's trying to climb something, you want to do a little bit of speed ramping here and there that without the audience noticing, that makes you look like, yeah, you actually climb it like a bad guy. Someone is trying to jump on a bike. You want to make it look really cool. You know, someone is shooting and, you know, somebody's react. Someone is getting shot on the other side. You know, you also don't want to confuse the audience. You know, you don't want to just let them, everybody just jump in and, you know, shooting is happening all over the place and we don't know who is shooting who or what is happening. So all those, you know, technicalities really um, uh, really took a while. And that, that's why when uh, when Brotherhood got nominated for Best Editing at the recent NBCA. Um, yeah. uh, Congrats on that. Was, oh, yeah, thank you. I was just feeling like, ah, OK, yeah, got nominated. <laughs> thank you. I mean, uh, but I now, you know, went back and, you know, tried to like remember what that time was like you know, when I was um, working on uh, on Brotherhood and how, I mean, in the middle of Brotherhood was when my birthday happened and I was, my birthday was September um, uh, 18th and I was yeah. still working on Brotherhood from 17th to 19th. So I literally did not have a birthday, yeah. you know, so it was, it was, I mean, I had done action in short form, you know, in short, you know, short form content, but doing it at this level and for me, I actually wanted to do it well. You know, I I really wanted, I mean, the production team had, had put in a lot into, you know, shooting something really good. So I had to, like, match the energy. I had to come through on my own side, you know, in post-production, basically. Yeah. Do you like to work with um, camp music, you know, to set the tone of certain scenes before maybe music oh, that yeah. you're trying to clear or maybe there's a composition? Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, especially for action sequences, for a lot of... In fact, before this interview started, I had spent like 15 minutes looking for temp music. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of editors that will listen to this will agree with me. That's one of the hardest things to find in this life, the yeah. right temporary music, you know. So you and the reason to do this is because you want to monitor your you want to monitor the pace of what you are doing. Yeah. This is I mean, I talk about pace a lot because it's very important. You know, you want to you want to know how this thing is gonna feel. Also, you want to because you are the editor and you're the one crafting how the audience is going to feel. So you kind of know how, you kind of know the right music that should be there, the kind of music, you know. Yeah. I want, you know, this is a very tense scene. I want the audience to like, you know, be on the edge of their seat. So I'm doing, I'm doing that with the editing and I also need the music, you know, to, to do some of that work for me. So the temp music must be something that, you know, the, the sound composer we now follow, you know, to uh to make the, the the scene work out yeah so I, it's it's very it's a very it's very heavy for me working with temp music i i literally cannot edit without temp music yeah okay um so let's 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 explore like a perfect scenario for you where you know anything you ask for you get so what kind of like how how best do you think a a director and producer can enable their editor to do an amazing job. What what are some of those things that the your producer and director can do for you that would, you know, basically would be a um, job made in heaven. Okay, um, for me, is three things. I think the first one will be trust your editor like the, the the relationship there's a lot of trust 
you know, is a trust um, relationship. Trust your, I mean, if you're hiring this person, trust that they know what they are doing. I mean, that's the reason you're hiring them in the first place, yeah. you know. Appreciate their own inputs, you know. Uh, and the reason why a lot of directors step away from editing their own film is because they can be they can be blind to some you know some new, some things. Huh. You know, I, I got a project recently, and the director said you know she had started editing it, but she feels like there's a, there's a lot she's not seeing because this this story is her own vision, but there's so much in this footage that she feels like she's not seeing. So we had a session today, and I listed like twelve you know, narratives, you know, from, from that I have seen from from the footage. And, you know, she was amazed and all that, you know. So that's, that's, um, that's used, you know, knowing that, okay, if I'm bringing on an editor, um, I should be able to trust the editor's creative, um, 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 uh, editor's creative mind. That, okay, there is something this person wants to bring in to, you know, interpret this story. So as much as I'm the owner of the vision, I also want to appreciate, you know, their contribution so that's that's one i feel like you should trust your editor and give them their creative freedom yeah of course if they're they're going too far from what you have in mind yes you can you know call them back you know so that you everybody's on on track that's so that's what uh that's one two is give give your editor time you know producers and editors give your editor time editing takes time it's it's hard work you know it takes a lot of time yeah um this morning i'm i'm you know uh, i i woke up and i was watching something that i did last night and i'm like oh my god how did i do this you know like yeah. you wake up in the morning and you are you are correcting something you know imagine you just did like a first cut or second cut and you say okay that's fine now you know it's it's not good enough you know so give your editor time you know, as much as we are all <laughs> on the budget and we are trying to make things happen with a short, you know, time and money we have, mm. I feel like, you know, good editing takes time and we should let it happen. Guns of Lagos, for instance, <laughs> was was edited for roughly two years. So, I mean, see how good, see how good it came out. Yeah. So, um, I mean, so the time and, I mean, number three, <laughs> pay your editors. <laughs> I mean, appreciate them for for what they are worth, you know. Um, I mean, to com- compensate them well, you know. Appreciate what they bring to the table. I mean, otherwise, anybody who just could can just be an editor. Then, you know. So there's a reason why editing is a is a specialization on its own, yeah. you know. So don't don't look at it as um, um, as a technical. Um, yeah, it's technical, you know. The the side of you using the um, software and all that yeah there's a technical part to it but most important there's a creative side which is you know more important this person is a storyteller too you know my one of my mentors in in nollywood is a you know is a is a big post-production um guy in nollywood he says you you are the director in post as the, as an editor you are the director in post-production yeah you know editing is is where the rewrite you can literally rewrite a film in editing so Editing is where, like, the final rewrite happens. So, you know, um, appreciate, appreciate, you know, your your editors for, you know, for what they what they bring to the table. Okay, so yeah, you you edited the trailer for Brotherhood. Yes. And you know, sometimes you know, ed- um, trailer editing is is a different 
is a different spot from you know film editing can you talk about how you approach it like what are your priorities what are you trying to you know kind of do with a trailer well for 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 me i i believe um the the most important thing is um what you're trying to do with a trailer is um we are trying to tease the audience you're trying to um to raise awareness you're trying to get them interested in this in this um in this film or you know this documentary whatever it is so you are basically you know showing them the best part of the film you know without showing them the whole film mm. you know so for me trailer is um is style over substance <laughs> that's 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 the, i think that's the only situation where in, in filmmaking you prioritize style you know beyond um, substance yeah there should still be some substance but you know in the film itself yeah substance should come before style yeah. but in trailer editing you know the style of the trailer can actually will actually do more for you know um for raising awareness and audience interest than you know, uh, trying to put so much in the in the in the in the in the trailer. So we, I mean, you mentioned Brotherhood trailer. Brotherhood trailer, for instance, you know, you notice it as a it had a particular style. You know, of trying to like, um, I was trying to like using the. Is, I mean, there's a lot of violence in the film, so yeah. in a way, I tried to capitalize on that violence to like, you know, to tell the, to to tell a story to 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 create some kind of reading. You know, um, so the style I just used there, you notice that at a, a lot of times I was like the the, the punches were coming with um, um, maybe somebody somebody shot something. I was try I tried to like use the violence um, that creates creates a kind of music with the violence. You know, yeah. So where someone is shooting, someone is punching someone. You know, everything kind of singed into like this shot. Uh, short uh, montage or let me say short music yeah so that's my approach to to most trailers is just to um, give it a style a distinct style you know something that just makes the audience say oh wow okay you know so so that's that's the that's the that's the um that's the approach for me and of course trailers just like films you know she also want to you also want to structure them like uh, you want to give them a three act you know structure to just like films you know yeah you want to introduce the audience to okay what they are trying to watch okay what is this about you know brotherhood for instance the guy started with um um he's been in a lot of prison for the last 10 years or yeah. something like that so you want to like you know let the audience know what this world is about you know, after that, you want to introduce the characters. You want to let them know those, you know, um, those, um, those the, the actors in this film, you know, at the point you want to, like, give them idea, an idea of the world, you know, the conflict, you know. So it's, it's, it's not so different from the film. It's just that in this case, the I feel like the style is more important. Yeah. Okay. And you, you also, you know, do other production roles like you also the post-production supervisor yeah okay what's 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 um that all about well um that's i mean that's 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 like that's the admin it's more of the admin side of um post-production you know basically that's you um making sure you know things are running smoothly 
you know, you are checking on the progress, you know, you are reporting, you are communicating with, um, say, it's Amazon, for instance, that, that, that you are submitting the film to. So you are the one, you know, you are the, you are the, you are the contact point between the client and the creatives, basically. Mm. So you are the one who knows, you know, the stage, the VFX is hard. You are the one who knows the stage, the color grading is hard. You are the one who knows when the picture, you know, needs to get locked. You know, you are reporting these things, you know, constantly, you know, getting back to the to the clients, reporting to your post-production um, producer, if there is one. So it's more of an admin role of where, admin role where you, you, you just make sure things are, um, you know, going on as they should, on budget and on schedule. Okay. So yeah, over the years, Nollywood has been improving in leaps and bounds um but you know there are still some issues that plague a lot of nollywood films for you what do you think um you know we should declare state of emergency on uh <laughs> state of emergency well i won't call it, I, I don't think I, I wouldn't call it state of emergency yeah that's a bit dramatic I mean, yeah, I mean the the technicals have improved. You know, we have um, we have we have better looking pictures now. You know, our sound. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I don't want to call it emergency. You know, but yeah, our sound and that's and, and this is not post production sound. I'm talking about the sound that we record on field. Mm. You know, I feel like we can you know we can do better with that too. I guess it takes time. You know, maybe a part of the industry has concentrated more on the pictures, so maybe it's time for us to move to sound. You know, so you know I, that's that's one uh, that's one aspect I feel like we should you know work on. Um, overall, for me, yeah, as much as our pictures are pretty and all that, now um, we still need to infuse you know I feel more storytelling into you know the way the camera moves. You know. Um, it's not just about pretty pictures, you know, you want to, you want these pictures to like tell a story, you know, there's a short in Gangs of Lagos that I like so much, shout out to, uh, to Muiwa, that's Mr. Mui, the DP for Gangs of Lagos, there's this shot where, you know, apart from being a very cool shot, it's actually like tells a story, you know, where um, the crane just came from the top and just, you know, uh, did like a tilt down, you know, and this bike man arrived in front of the frame. You know, it's, it, I mean, something was about, someone someone, someone was about to get messed up, yeah. you know, in that, you know, and that shot for me just set up the stage that, yes, shit is about to go down, you know. So I feel like we should infuse more storytelling into our pretty pictures. Um, into our stories, this you know, um, we should take more time with our script, you know. Um, yeah, basically, that's that's it's, it's no stage of emergency, but I feel like, um, uh, over time, you know, people are, I mean, for people's people, people can see Guns of Lagos now, right? Yeah. And they see, you know, yeah, I feel like if we are having those, you know, those uh, big breaks here and there, a lot of people will want to do that, so. So shout out to every you know producer and director trying 
do something, um, something, you know, something, um, um, something really good, because you like you you are setting a new standard that somebody will see, and, you know, they want to, um, you want to follow. Because for me, I believe um, commercial success and critical success are, can be very, um, they can they can come together. Yeah. You know, you don't have to choose commercial success over critical success. You know, so yeah, those are those are the those are the few things I feel like we can and, uh, improve on. Okay, so like if people want to, you know, keep up with your work, where can they find, you know, information about what you're working on? What I'm working on, I, because I'm an editor, is is. It's hard to spill what you're working on because mm. you signed an NDA. Yeah, yeah. But for what I have worked on, yeah, my basically my my website and my um, my social media page. You know, my website is martiniaconde.com. You know, very simple. Mm. And then my Instagram. You know, um, Sino underscore Martini. That's S I G N O R underscore Martini. Like the drink M A R T I N T I N I. You know, so. That's where you know most of it is at. To be to be, to be honest, it's not. Um, I mean, we are we are editors, so it's, it's actors that <laughs> that try to like keep up, you know, with their appearance and all that. But for me, it's just my website and my social media page. Yeah, and I mean, you're you're also a producer, right? So are you are you in the process of you know developing something or? You know, any anything of yours that you're producing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to do, uh, I'm trying to do something. I'm not sure if it's going to be a short film or a feature film yet, but I'm going to produce and edit that. Yeah, it's going to be, um, it's going to be done, um, um, here in the UK. So, um still um we just fin we just finalized the script and it is looking quite interesting so we're trying to decide you know if we're going to keep it short or you're going to keep make it a longer um, make it a feature and yeah so uh after a while i'm i think i'm doing some some production work now <laughs> again yeah. okay all right thanks martini for coming on the podcast bro thanks a lot thanks for having me Thank you so much. We have come to the end of this episode. Remember to rate and review the podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Selegal Film and the podcast at the Niger Film Pod to share your feedback. You can now support the podcast by visiting the website to donate. See you on the next episode. Have a good one. <laughs>